What is up guys, this is Sam and welcome to the second episode of the podcast. As I said, I'm Sam, I run samvpt.com. I'm a personal trainer and online coach and my hope with this podcast is to beat around the fitness fuckery and make fitness, weight loss and strength gain a hell of a lot easier to understand. So on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about food anxiety and how it is affecting everybody with their weight loss goals, strength goals, and generally how it affects their life altogether. I just want to say thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode of the podcast uh, talking about starvation mode. If you haven't heard that yet, then after this podcast, you can go back and listen to that one. But thank you very much. If you want to leave a review or anything like that, uh, give me some feedback. I would love to hear from you guys. So what the hell is food anxiety? What do we know? It is to feel anxious, fear or guilt towards a food, a food group or a certain way of eating. Now, this is quite a, a new thing. It's a new age kind of uh, problem that we have with food um, because I can say that 100 or 200 years ago, I very much doubt people had any kind of problem eating a donut or a slice of cake. But this day and age, with so much information out there on Instagram, online, through podcasts like this, it's very easy to to gain a dogmatic approach towards a certain type of food. Um, namely things like carbohydrates and sugars um, and fats. So we're going to dive deeper into this. Now I do want to say that unfortunately this day and age it is quite normal to have uh, an anxious feeling towards food Um, just because of the amount of information that's out there. So I don't want you to again feel even worse because you are feeling bad about a certain type of food just know that i've been there and i'm sure that countless others have been there before you but why do we feel this way why do hundreds of thousands of people have anxiety fear and guilt towards either a certain food group or a certain specific food so the main problem we can see is the amount of information that's out there. So places like Instagram, podcasts like this, websites, YouTube, there is just so much information out there where everybody is sharing what has worked for them. Keto, low carb, low sugar, low fat diet, detoxing. And this sort of runs back to the same thing that they all work keto works, low carb works, avoiding sugar, you know, reducing fat in your diet, detoxing isn't real, (laughs) we'll mind that out, but nearly any kind of diet that you can imagine works for the same reason as it causes a caloric deficit, it causes you to consume less energy than you're using, so therefore your body taps into its stored energy, which is body fat, And it uses that instead of what you're eating, purely because you're not eating enough to sustain yourself. So your body has to tap into its fat stores. Now, any diet will do this. But what the majority of diets out there have are these set of rules that if you don't follow, it is not going to work for you. So keto, 
no carbs or extremely low carb low carb diet obviously it's the same thing it's a low carb diet usually anything lower than 100 to 50 grams a day the no sugar diet absolutely no sugar whatsoever the paleo diet nothing processed the low fat diet obviously you're avoiding fats and all of these diets you know you've got other more extreme versions like a vegan based diet you've got the carnivore diet and <clears throat> all of these ways of eating will demonize a certain type of food which i get it but then i also think in a way it's very wrong because it can really mess with people's outlook on what a food is now food is food calories are a measurement and it doesn't matter if you eat calories from a pizza or calories from a steak if you're in a calorie deficit you will lose weight so all of these diets that i've mentioned they all work on the same premise of creating a calorie deficit so why does keto work for some people and why does it not work for others and really it's just down to personal preference now for some people keto is a really sustainable diet for them they don't mind that they're not really eating that many carbs they don't they don't dream about their days eating bread and cereals but for some people the idea of cutting out their kellogg's cornflakes in the morning is like hell on earth so the reason why a lot of these diets can work for a lot of people but don't work for the majority of people is just because it is too militant it's too restrictive and there is far too much you know good i use good but delicious yummy food out there for you to just go no i'm never going to eat that for the rest of my life because if you go into a diet, say like carnivore, where you're only eating meat-based products and eggs and things like that, and then one day you eat a donut, what's going to happen? Are you going to feel tremendously guilty and feel like you failed because you've eaten that donut? And this is where a lot of people fall down the trap of becoming a yo-yo dieter because they try something that is very restrictive and militant, and then they screw up one time, they feel guilty, and then they probably have quite a you know quite a big chunk of time where they spend being off of plan feeling guilty eating what they want sort of oh i fucked it now so i'm just going to eat what i want and then they'll find the next diet that sounds good and restrictive and they'll jump on that and then the cycle go well the, the cycle continues um but what i want to get down to is that we know how to be healthy a lot of people understand how to be healthy we know that a lot of people function better when they lower their carbohydrates because we know that the majority of people probably eat too many carbohydrates a lot of people do better when they increase their protein because we know that the majority of people living out there don't eat enough protein to maintain their muscle mass and keep themselves healthy people feel better eating less processed crap we know that somebody eating a more whole food diet which you know is meat 
vegetables and or fats in carbohydrates from whole food sources generally function better They're, they they don't hold on to as much weight as people who are eating and consuming highly processed foods every single day these are simple facts that we know and the thing is all of those diets work on achieving that in some way or another but because of these restrictive diets people still find themselves feeling anxious and guilty about coming off of that plan. Now, I'll talk about my story. I have been doing the carnivore diet for around about eight months now, um, which is, the if you don't know what the carnivorous diet is, it is basically all meat, animal-based products, um, so eggs, a tiny bit of dairy in there, um, cooking with things like ghee, butter and lard, and basically just consuming um, pork, beef and things like that. A little bit of chicken here and there, but usually the higher fatty meats. Now, the first six months, I I mean, I still feel amazing, but the first six months were really, truly, um, really good for me. Um, I've suffered from sort of IBS-like symptoms, um, sort of uh, more the bloated type of symptoms um, rather than the diarrhea type of symptoms. But um, the carnivore diet acts as uh, almost like an elimination diet, an extreme elimination diet, um, but while you're still eating the uh, very, very easily digestible food that the body is used to which is animal based meats and proteins now it was great for six months and it was sustainable for that six months but for the long run i have started to miss things like melons things like pickles and the same way that i can crave meat i've been starting to crave things that aren't on that plan now it's taking me it's taken me a while to get to this point but I've started to add in cantaloupe melon into my, I'll call it now, a meat-based diet. I've started to add in a tiny bit more dairy. I've started to add in a little bit more uh, vegetation, like avocados and a few greens here and there. But, folk, but looking at how that affects my body. Um, now, if you had asked me three years ago to come off plan and start sort of creating my own design, then I probably would have lost my mind. I would have got a little bit anxious about trying these certain foods, thinking this, that and the other. You know, we're talking sort of early years before um, really, truly understanding calorie deficits and things like this. But I understand where you're coming from. But, but the idea that if I come off of this carnivore diet ever so slightly by eating a quarter of a cantaloupe melon every other day and all of a sudden I've ruined it and I'm going to get fat and I'm going to be low on energy and the IBS type symptoms are going to come back, then I'm screwed. You know, what am I supposed to do? Eat meat for the rest of my life? Um, which I'm going to do, but I I know on a sustainable perspective that I'm going to want to eat things like melons I'm going to want to enjoy these things every now and then I'm going to want to have pancakes every now and then but I shouldn't feel guilty about having those things and this is what we need to get down to this is what we need everyone to um, begin to think like 
but the thing is you only start thinking this way and believing this way when you understand food when you understand what's going in your body and through experience um, of dieting and understanding that actually you could lose weight doing it however you like you've just got to figure out which is the best way for you and for me i figured out that the best way for me the way that i enjoy eating what feels good for my body is a meat-based diet which is low on carbs low on fiber um, but i introduce some fruits here and there and that works really really well for me but it probably won't work well for everybody and it's just accepting that so this leads on to what i want to talk about next which is intuitive eating and how much of a bad press it's had especially on instagram um i mean obviously me being sort of in that carnivore meat-based uh, sort of field um i'm exposed to both worlds of intuitive eating slash bodybuilding type stuff and focusing on weight loss and then looking at the more holistic approach which is looking at you know um, mainly animal-based foods and thinking that calorie counting is bad and this that and the other now intuitive eating has been seen as bad because it's been seen as you can eat whatever you want and still lose weight and be healthy now yes you can eat whatever you want be in a calorie deficit and you can lose weight but that does not mean that you are healthy quote unquote now if you ate 1,600 calories worth of Skittles and you lost weight, then great, you've been in a calorie deficit. But I guarantee that there isn't enough nutrients in there, vitamins, minerals. There's not enough going into your body to feel healthy and sustained. And you're probably crashing because of the sugar. You know, there is so much. But if that 1,600 calories was made up of chicken, beef, some vegetables, some potatoes, you know, things that were highly nutritious to the body, then you're probably going to feel a lot better and it's probably a hell of a lot more sustainable. So I think within the intuitive eating world, it isn't seen as, oh, I can eat this Big Mac and then I can also eat this pizza and eat these sweets and donuts every day, but I still lose weight. It's more a case of what we refer back to of the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, the person would be eating their aligned diet, so in my case, a more meat-based diet, but let's say, for instance, a whole food diet. So 80% of the time, a person would be aligning with the whole food-based diet, which would be meat, fish, with some veg on the plate, and maybe some potatoes, following and making sure that they're in a calorie deficit or their calories or wherever they want them to be for their goal and then 20% of the time say on their mum's birthday or their best friend's wedding they don't care about any of that they tuck into the cake they have a big meal out at an all-you-can-eat Chinese restaurant and they don't worry they don't feel guilty and they don't feel anxious about it because they know that that one slice of cake at a wedding or that one huge meal at that Chinese restaurant isn't going to completely ruin them it isn't going to send them backwards a year it isn't going to you're not going to wake up the next day morbidly obese and this is where that yo-yo dieting comes from because if something's unsustainable you're going to quit and feel shit at some point 
and then you're going to jump back on to another yet another bandwagon which is unsustainable and is just far too restrictive and I can promise you this, all of these um, fit pros on Instagram, these guys that um, sort of really oblige by carnivore, keto, raw eating, low carb, you know, even the intuitive eaters, all these people that preach eating healthy, they do not do it 100% of the time. I don't do it 100% of the time. 80% of my time, of their time is spent eating what they know they should be to align with their goals. So eating a high protein based diet, it's within my calories, it's food that's going to make me feel good, it's food that's going to make me feel full. And then 20% of the time, like this weekend just gone, I'll eat what I want. That doesn't mean I eat what I want every weekend, but just this weekend, just gone, I decided I want to have two croissants, I want to have um, a dairy yogurt that has sugar in it, oh my god, and I didn't feel guilty about it, because it's one weekend, and I knew that Sunday morning, I was straight back onto what I know I should be eating, and I know that having those croissants and having those uh, treats on that that Saturday isn't going to affect me in any way. Okay, I may feel a little bit more hungry the next day. I might feel a little bit lethargic because of the sugar levels, blah, 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 blah. But on a goal perspective of my weight is staying the same and I haven't got fat because of that one thing that I did wrong. And as I say... All of these people that you probably look up to on Instagram, on YouTube, and that promote all of these sort of types of diets, I assure you that they do not follow them 100% of the time. I'm pretty sure that they will follow the same 80-20 rule, which is, in essence, the intuitive eating template of 80-20. of the time you're on it, 20% of the time you relax, you eat what you want to. The goal for this episode was to help you understand that food anxiety and just realise that ain't nobody got time for that. That meal out that you want to take for your mum's birthday, it's not going to make you fat. It doesn't matter if there's carbs in there. It doesn't matter if it doesn't align with your keto diet or your low-carb diet or your whatever kind of diet you're following. That, That bag of chocolates that you have with your girlfriend or boyfriend when you go to the cinema on a Saturday that is not going to ruin your results and you shouldn't feel guilty about it and feeling guilt for having a type of food is completely ludicrous and it is obviously coming from a unsustainable and a far too restrictive mindset so just remember as i say that bag of chocolates is not going to ruin your results or make you fat but you need to make sure that Whatever your goal is, you're aligning with your goals 80% of the time. 20% of the time, enjoy life. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. By all means, please leave any comments, leave any feedback. It would be much appreciated. And if you think that anybody that you know, friends or family, could do with hearing this podcast, please don't hesitate, share it with them. So thank you again. This is Sam from samvpt.com and thank you again for listening. I'll catch you on the third episode.